Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, mom, and welcome to the Mom Village. We're so excited. We are in Seasons of Motherhood. My name is Chismari Ramos. This is part two, and I'm here with my ladies, Kira Kelly. Hey, Village. And Kristen Scroggins. Hi, ladies. And Kristen is going to give us a recap of part one, but hold on to your pets and your phones and your (laughs) notes because there's a lot of good information coming your way. Well, Kira, you have been the one to be in charge of these two episodes, Seasons of Motherhood. And I mean, I feel like you nailed it with Mm -hmm. this topic because the things that we've talked about, even though in episode one, it was mainly about, you know, first time moms are like adding newborns and, and things, no matter if you have one or many, but the principles are the same even as you transition. And one of the things that is comical and challenging about motherhood is it doesn't matter how many children you have, it all feels new Mm -hmm. because you've never walked Whatever you're doing, whether it's dropping your child off at kindergarten for the first time or, you know, bringing a baby home from the hospital after you've already done that, but you haven't done it with this one Mm -hmm. and you haven't dropped this child off to Mm -hmm. kindergarten and their personalities are different than maybe brother or sister and you and your husband have gotten older and perspectives have changed. And so, honestly, all these seasons of motherhood constantly remind me that I need Jesus because I'm just not good enough to do this well on my own. Yet I know that God has called me to it. And if he calls us to do something, he calls us to do it well. And the gift of God is that he equips us to do it. As we walk with him. And so, you know, today we're going further talking about, you know, first day at school, driving. Do I let them go to the prom? You know, they have their first job. (laughs) This one's close to home for me. College visits. I just Mm. took my number six. So see, you would think that I would be like, (laughs) but it was the first time we ever took a daughter. And it's a different thing. The things that you're thinking about. And, you know, of course, they end up leaving and getting married and all of the things. So that's kind of where we're headed today, kind of spinning off where we came from talking about those first days being a mom. Yeah. So there is a quote, and I don't know where it comes from. It says, the days are long, but the years are short. And I want to encourage moms when you are in the trenches with diapers and formula and Mm -hmm. car seats and all the things, it does feel like this season will never end. And just to go back to what we talked about in the first episode, how are you naive in motherhood? And one of the things that I was very naive about was that these major milestones and how I was going to respond to these major milestones. Mm -hmm. Because I really thought when my kids were in diapers and I was like hauling that double stroller everywhere, (laughs) you know, and all the things and and there were those goldfish smashed in my car and Cheerios. (laughs) And I just thought, okay, if I can get past that, okay, there are still snacks smashed in my car. So my (laughs) kids are all over 12. But I was very naive in the fact that how I was going to respond to these milestones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think I've cried more as my kids have gotten older than I did when they were in diapers. 
when each one of my kids for the first time, we homeschool. So each one of my kids have played sports at one of the local Christian schools. And for every child, I have a picture of them walking away from me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why do you take that picture? Why do you take that picture? <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand what that symbolizes yeah. in this season of my life. Like mm-hmm. I am literally watching you walk away. Yeah. So that's why I think like this topic was really important because I've struggled yeah. through oh, no, we those seasons of transition. And I've had a lot of challenges and I've cried a lot because no one prepared me for the release. I think it's because we always think that we have more time. So much time. When you have a little one, you think you have a baby forever. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I just had an, a, a baby for a year. What? I mm-hmm. thought my friends had babies like forever. And, and you realize you thought you have more time. And I mean, Kristen, you can testify because mm-hmm. you're taking your kids to college. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell the time flies. So, yes, the days are long, but the years are short. That's true in your household right now. Oh, man. Yeah. We were talking before we started recording that, you know, we have we homeschooled our kids, too, and they they take classes and play sports at the local Christian school. But, you know, when you homeschool, you spend a lot of time with together. Kids, yeah. And one of the benefits of that it, that we is that our siblings are super close. So back in 2015, we graduated our first son, first child period. And he got accepted into West Point. And so he was leaving us early summer to go to boot camp. And we had a big dinner with all of his friends and stuff. And then it was just us. And we were all sitting around the couch and everybody kind of said their last words to him. I mean, that sounds like he was dying, but, you know, just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. As, as as we kind of all felt the heaviness of mm-hmm. it, our house is never going to be the same. Quite be the same again. And I think that's true whether you're dropping your child off to kindergarten mm-hmm. or they're having their first sleepover. Anytime you have these milestones where you, you're releasing them little by little, you kind of realize, okay, things aren't going to be like they were. And that's true. So, you know, everybody was saying what they love about him and that they're praying for him. And I mean, all of us, all of us, mm-hmm. my boys might deny it, but <laughs> all of us were crying our eyes out because there's something sad about moving into a new season. And I just want to say that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the right feeling. Yeah. It is sad, Mm -hmm. but it is also joyful. And, you know, we talk a lot about how our kids are complex people. Well, so are their moms. Yeah. (laughs) And so it is true that you can walk in sadness and joy at At the the same same time. time. So I remember going to bed that night before we got on an airplane the next day and I saw his army duffel bag with his army boots strapped to it. And I just had a moment mm-hmm. um, because I realized, man, not only is he going away to college, he is going to the United States Army. He is not mine anymore. He is. But, you know, it's like mm-hmm. he's a man. And yeah, he's yeah. moving on. And so I think we have to allow ourselves time to be sad. Mm-hmm. And yet we have to be disciplined to find the joy, joy in it. Because yeah. the truth is we don't raise our children to stay with us forever. There, there, There is a deep sadness about that, too. You know, if they never leave. And I think what surprised me, and I don't mean to cut you off, what surprised me about that was that so many times you hear such negativity about it. And so many people are like, I just can't wait for my kids to leave the house. I I just cannot wait. So in my mind, I thought, oh, I am going to be so overjoyed when we release our first one. Like, why am I feeling like this then? Yeah. Because everyone is saying, let them go. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, same as you, Kristen, I watched you go through that. 
And I was observing every step and, mm. and just the grief that yeah. you feel as a mom. Yeah. And I I did not think, oh, no, I'll never feel that way. I thought, oh, my goodness, this is what's coming. Yeah. And when we took Madison, who was our first, we took her to Georgia to go to college. And I cried so much leading up to it, but I never let her see me cry yeah. because I wanted her to enjoy the sure. preparations. Yeah, of, you don't want of, her to feel bad about launching. You have to feel launching. bad about launching. This is what they're supposed to do at this age. On our way home, we were driving back from Georgia and I, I drove because I needed something to, to to keep my mind, you know, straight. I literally cried for four hours yeah. straight. And Eric was like, OK, I am concerned. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be but OK? But didn't you need it to do that? I did. And I mourned yeah. for about yeah. two weeks. I mourned. And even when she came home the first time and yeah. we had to release her to go back. And I thought, Lord, when is seriously? I said, when is this going to end that I'm not going to feel this feeling Every time she comes and she leaves. Yeah. Now it it has it has waned, but I still feel it because oh, yeah. again, the 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 environment of our home changes when she's at home. Sure. And then when she leaves again. So you kind of go through those highs and lows. Kira, that's like a, a great picture of like our Heavenly Father, the way he he he's with us, you know, our children. You know, people think like how the Lord treats us and mourns for us and, mm -hmm. and is with us. And when we fail, yet he comes back, you know, and he's, you know, he's always with us, too. It's like that mom feeling. So, you know, just I don't even know if it's appropriate time right now, but I'm going to say it anyway. Say it. <laughs> uh, what, here's what I want as a mom. I know that my kids aren't going to always be with me. And there's pride in that, too. Like, mm -hmm. man, we have raised these people to be able to go and do and release. Mm -hmm. And really what you realize when you're releasing them is they've they've never really been mine. Yeah. Now, they're my children, and I'm serious about that. They're, they're, I'm their mom, but they're really gods. And mm -hmm. so their time at home is for me to help prepare them to do what God wants them to do. And what God generally wants our children to do is not be with us the rest of their lives. They're going to go and do and learn. But I want to create an environment that when they are released, that when they think of home, it's a good and glorious good place. Thing. Yeah. So I, when when they have to drive up after college or with their families, you know, once they are married and have children, that when they see that house, it's like, oh, this is a great Kristen, thing. Are, are we both like, getting emotional? <laughs> We've got Kleenexes like, at the table. Like, I'm, I'm on the struggle bus. I'm on the struggle bus. But seriously. Or when they see my name on their caller ID, mm -hmm. that it's not like, oh, Lord, mom's calling. But like, yeah, my mom's going to call. What's she going to say to encourage me today? Woo, Jesus, you're going to have to take no, over I'm for gonna, a second. No, I'm going to take over. I'm going to take over because I want to read. I want to read a scripture that I know is going to help you, mom, because if you're in this time and in this transition, this is going to help you. And this is in Philippians 3, 12 to 15. And I was reading this and I couldn't stop thinking about this is perfect for this. It says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. Mm, come on, mom. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Now, dear, it says, dear brothers, but I'm going to say moms, dear moms, dear moms and sisters from my village. I have not achieved it. None of us, the three sitting here, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and I receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. And if you disagree on some point, mom, listen, I believe God will make it plain to you. 
This is Philippians 3, 12 to 15. I read this and I'm like, this is going to be in my fridge every day because I don't have it together and it's okay. But what Kristen, you were saying, it's like, we're looking to that point of what's going to happen. You know, we look, we don't know what the Lord's going to do with our kids and it's bittersweet in those moments. But then we see, like you said, when they drive back and they see your home and it's a refuge home. It's like, it's that home of like, yes, I can breathe. I can just go home to my mom, my encouragement, my, my strong, you know, family. And then you later on, you can have grandkids and there's so many things that it's okay to let go, even if, even if it's painful. So I try to think about those things yeah, and I try to get joy out of those things. But if I'm honest, sometimes I'm still challenged. Yeah. Like, and the that's the right feeling. Yeah. It's the right feeling. So the season that we are currently in, we're about to release our second child. So Kristen, you're like a couple children ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I really thought, okay, this is going to be easier than the first. But I am right now starting to feel the challenge because he's leaving in June to go away to college. So I think for me, what... I feel most is saying goodbye to what was. Yeah. And uh, Chris, mm -hmm. Christian, just like you said, I just want to reiterate, we've homeschooled. So we've done all the things together. We've schooled together. We've, you know, had dinner at, at that table at the same time, you know, every, every night or whatever. We've supported each other at sporting events. So for me, the challenge is always saying goodbye to what was. Yeah. And I do look forward to those things that are ahead because I can look at you <laughs> and I'm not, you're not a seasoned, you are a seasoned mom, but you're not an older mom because we're the same age. <laughs> but in experience, I look at you and I look at the joy that you have. So for us, your moms, you will say then, then what you guys think that we mourn the most is what, what it was. Yeah, what it was, I what think. Was. So, so in the season that you two are in, what challenges you as you move forward in your season of motherhood, whatever, because we're all in different seasons. Yeah. So what do you think challenges you right now? I think it's like, like we've been saying, just it's bittersweet. You see them grow and you see them do new steps. Mines are little still. And I feel like I'm, and I always say the cotton candy stage because I see them and I have it all my home. Like I feel like that mama dog with all my little duckies. and Enjoy that. Oh, and like, I enjoy it. Phase. I learn so much with you ladies and I enjoy it. And I, I just go to the playground. I enjoy the little things. Yet I know those times are going to come. And I think I'm, I'm just trying to learn, you know, to refocus myself every time I, I like we were talking in part one I the enemy puts in my mind hey focus on this like you're not being and I'm like wait a second I am blessed I am so blessed and they're home they're healthy so I try to uh, you know just focus myself and and the blessing of what it is to have a family yeah so I mean I think the key is right no matter what season we're in being intentional as parents mm -hmm. like are there things it, my mother-in-law gave me great advice when our first one was born she was like hey I just want you to keep in mind that every single season of motherhood is joyful and painful and you know you know it talks about that part of the curse is that you'll have pain in childbearing that's yeah. not just about pushing them out yep. <laughs> it's about the pains of motherhood the whole process, yeah. and fatherhood and so there's joys and struggles. So just embrace it yeah. all and don't wish any of it away. Yeah. And so I really think that helped me to be intentional so that I didn't have a ton of regrets. But for me, the struggle right now, it, and it's what I've been perpetually in now, this is just my season, is have I taught them all the things? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, can can my sons change a tire? Do they know how to tie a tie? Yes. <laughs> you know, do they remember to open the door for a lady and say the blessing when they take them out on a date? And oh my God. And, and the truth is, no, I haven't taught them all the things. 
wouldn't that be a shame if they were 19 years old and I had taught them all the things and yeah. now they don't have anything <laughs> to else learn. to learn? That's mm-hmm. that's insane, mom. And so, no. But you I, have taught them what's most important. Well, that's my prayer is mm-hmm. that that and that's where the intentionality comes yeah. in. Yeah. They've been mine pretty much solely for, for uh, you know, we start our boys late in school. So we have them a little longer. So they're 19 usually when they launch, 18 or 19. Have I taught them the most important things mm-hmm. that I need to teach them? Yep. And God is going to so much bigger than me. And mm-hmm. he's going to put people in their life to teach them things. And that's for me, have to constantly remember. Now, that doesn't abdicate my responsibilities. There's things as a mom I must and need yeah. to teach my children. But it's okay if I haven't taught them every single thing, because God is going to put people in their life and hopefully they'll they'll not quit learning until they die. Yeah. I'm certainly 48 and I'm learning every day. And my mom didn't teach me everything, but she taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. She taught me a lot. And I remember those things and I'm grateful for it. And you taught them about Christ. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's the key right there when we... <clears throat> raise our children and we teach them scripture and we teach them what gives life to them. And so when they make decisions, either good or bad, you know, then turn to Christ. That's the life, you know, what's going to define their lives and their decisions and actions. Yeah. I think that as a mom, my, my two key things that I'm wanting to teach my children is that they, God has a design for, for their life. Yeah and specific purposes for them. And my prayer is that my children, when they launch, will know that that's true and believe it's true and live it out. And then I also really want to work hard like crazy to teach them to love each other. Mm -hmm. And if I can teach them to love God, love their mom and dad, and love each other, that is a foundation that they really can't get anywhere else. And so all the other things... Somebody else can teach them, but it's my job to teach them those things. It's Jimmy's job to teach them those things. And then they'll know, hopefully through our example, how to treat their wives, how to treat their husbands, mm-hmm. how to how to lean into godly advice when they have struggles. And by the way, it's okay if all that godly advice isn't from me. That's right. God is going to put people yes. in their lives. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, to disciple them and to love mm-hmm. them. Even I watch in our youth group, you know, they'll have student ministers and they'll come home and they'll go, do you know what Pastor Tyler said? He said we should do this. And in, my, in our minds, we're uh, thinking, girl, I, I, told you, I told you that five times. <laughs> but you know what? God used a different voice, voice. that That's wasn't right. on them about other things mm-hmm. to, to hear, to let them hear the truth of God, what a gift that is. That's why being yeah. part of a church family is so yeah. important. Yeah, That was so, one of our questions about how we <clears throat> encourage equipped moms to be forward thinking and prepare for this time and, you know, your village, your yeah. church family. We don't get tired of saying it, how important and critical it is not only for your kids, but for you, mm-hmm. for you, mom. How can we specifically encourage moms um, to think for so we have a couple of friends, mm-hmm. Kristen and I, that are releasing children for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to be an encouragement as much as I can, but as you can hear by the sniffles, <laughs> I am not <laughs> I am not the greatest encouragement. I am so sorry. But Krista, I love what you said about the intentionality. And I, I look at these women and I know that they've been intentional in what they've done for their families over the years, but how can we encourage and equip them to think forward? And going forward in releasing, because it is literally like ripping a Band-Aid. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, you're underestimating your encouragement in their lives, because one of the things you're doing is giving them permission to feel all of this. Mm-hmm. And that just to know that you're not abnormal mm-hmm. for like going in your closet and crying when you're 
son is filling out a college entrance, you know, form. Uh, I don't know who would do that, but a friend to to see to see that okay, this is normal. normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yet remind them that it is also normal for our children to separate from us to a degree, and that God has something for them to do. And they can't do it from from our basements or from our, our couch. They've got to go and do. And I will just encourage in this, they do leave. They leave. But if they leave long enough, they'll bring people back with them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the things my daughter-in-law, we she she's my, my oldest is deployed right now. He's a lieutenant in the Army. And so I have such two sweet daughter-in-laws and they they like to be with me, I think, or they fake it really well. And I love <laughs> being do. with them. But one of my daughter-in-laws was with me, the son who's deployed, and and she brought her son with us. And she go, she said, I just can't get over how empty the table is. She did she didn't know she's got a one-year-old, so she, she didn't, didn't know, know. Like, she just she pierced my know. heart. No, no, no. No, but she was right. But then I said, Yeah, but you're filling it back up for me. <laughs> and and that is what's exciting, is you know, yeah. it's we we do look back and we miss what was. But part of what helps us is, hey, if they go to college, they're going to find them somebody to marry and then they're going to have babies. And my house is going to be busting with excitement just in a different way that it was before. And so really, uh, you know, again, we said this in the first episode, but all of it just reminds me that I need Jesus because it's easy for me to focus on myself mm-hmm. and, oh, I'm, I'm not the big, big thing going on in their mm-hmm. life anymore. But really, I just want Jesus to be the big thing and let him do a work in them and me sit and cheer them on. It's a, it's a great role. And I think as I've looked at you and other moms, that's what's been most rewarding for me, like that. I can walk side by side with a Kristen who is just one or two steps ahead of us in this journey and the joy that you have felt, you know, bringing home two grandbabies. I mean, like I'm like right there with you, like (laughs) you're literally exuding joy all the time. And I'm just like, okay, so I can get through this season of release yeah, because hopefully I'll get to the other side where there will be, you know, additional joy in our house and, and that, our house will be expanding and bursting at the seams. With, yes, that kind of goes babies. with the next question. It's like, how do you have joy in letting go? And I think that's one of the, the ways yeah. looking forward to the unknown. And sometimes there's a lot of, I feel there's a lot of fear because we don't know. But that's what you said, Kristen. We just have to put everything in. And if we said that we believe in Christ and we put everything in God's hands, you know, just allow God to like, just take care. He has so many great things in store for us, you know, that we don't know yet. You know, one day those kids are going to come and bring those grandbabies and you don't really, you you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't know I've been waiting for this time. This is such a joyful time. It is. You know, we, uh, we talked before about having to take the crib down, you know, mm-hmm. in the first episode. Yeah. But guess what happened? You brought it, it back. back. <laughs> it's back, baby. We brought it back. It's a new one. I, my daughter-in-law don't want those, that, that old crickety crib we used to have. But we got the wooden high chair out from the oh. attic and it's it's all back again. And so, you know, God does those sweet things for us sometimes. Yeah. And so it's back again without feeling so much responsibility that we did the first time around. And so there's joys in all of that, for sure. How about in, if we can encourage moms, joy on letting go, how about letting go on the time that you're done with having kids? Because I have a lot of conversations with moms that, yeah, like we said in part one, they decided they're done with having kids, you know, they're, they're happy, but there's this void missing, like, 
you know, like we're done with the season, we're done and we're moving to other seasons. Like how do we encourage those moms? It doesn't have to be of about having kids. It can be any season. It can be the profession. Like you're done and you're ready to have a family and you're done with your career. Or actually you're done with motherhood and you actually have to step out and work. Letting go. How can we encourage those moms that they have to let go in the season? Well, you know, and this is so foundational and so basic because I love Jesus and I know that I am in his hands. I know that my children, our family, we are in his hands. So... I just firmly believe that God has good things for us. So Mm -hmm. even the things that we hold so tight to, and whether it be a a good thing or a bad thing, even in seasons of, and we've talked about this in other episodes, seasons of mourning, you know, Mm -hmm. transitions don't just happen in motherhood, but they're, I mean, we're outside of being moms, you know, we're daughters, we're wives, we're friends. So other times, you know, there's transition, but I am so just excited that God, I know that he has good Mm-hmm. Even in those moments that I have to open and release and let go of things. Mm-hmm. And one thing I taught, you know, we taught our kids when they were little, you know, when they're selfish and they want to hold on to a toy, we would always say, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to bless somebody else with this. So you have to and I would physically take their hand and open it up. I said, you have to open your hand to let go of whatever this object is. But, you know, one thing about opening your hand is it's it's open and your fingers are spread wide, but then you can be ready to receive whatever mm. your next blessing yep. is because yep. we know it's coming. We don't know what or when, but we know it's coming. So that's one of the things I am trying to I in every it. area of my life that if there you, are if times you hold that on I have to that to, too long, you, you won't be able to. And also enjoy. I mean, listen, we're living in this technology age. Like I video and record yeah. everything now. Until you know? Facebook reminds you of like five years later, how little and cute your kids were. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, <laughs> when did I watch that video? <laughs> yeah. So I video things. We, we take pictures of everything. So we still have those memories and nothing can take that away. Mm-hmm. But then I look forward to what God has for us in the next season or phase. And, and when we that page turns, you know, what's coming next? I think we just have to remind ourselves as moms. I think sometimes we have this mental, but, you know, we've done so many things for our kids with our hands. You know, we, we've changed their diapers. We've cleaned them up. We've gotten them dressed. Mm-hmm. You know, we've fixed their hair. And then, you know, as they move on, we still do cooking for them, all this stuff. And we feel like they've been in our hands for mm-hmm. 18 years. And now we're going to release them to... Okay, Uh, the college's hands, the, you know, the workforce's hands, their spouse's hands. But the truth is, truly, they've never really been in our hands and that they've been in God's hands this whole time. Mm -hmm. And the more we can acknowledge that from the beginning, the easier it is to let go, because I can't be everything for them. And I'm not supposed to be. I'm just supposed to point them to who is mm-hmm. and that's God. And, you know, I, I do want to say this. You know, we God does want what's good for us. And sometimes what he uses for what's good for yeah. us is painful, painful. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes as moms, we are trying so hard to bubble wrap our kids uh, yeah. physically, spiritually, emotionally, to protect them from painful things. And that's just not our job. Yeah. Of course, we don't want to be neglectful, but God uses struggles. Oh, and yeah. so when, mm-hmm. when our college students go away from home and they struggle, God uses those 
those things in their life and he brings people in to disciple them. It's just we want to always be a safe and a soft place to land. That's how he gets our attention. Yeah. If it's not to struggle, that's like... That's, I feel that's the moment as moms, and you said it, that's the key that we relied on him. Yeah. Because I love that you said if we don't start when they're young, it's going to be harder when they get older. Yeah. I love that because even from when they're little and you got to let them sleep in their own room, it's hard for us to moms let go. But we're doing this for their own good, for our own good as moms. I, I will just encouragement that it's interesting to watch, but the more we release well, Mm-hmm. the more they want to press in. So, yes. you know, like um, that is I do truth. try to tell Say my... That again. <laughs> Say that again. Yes, so please. The, the more that we release well, the more you'll notice they'll, they'll call more, they'll want to come home more, they'll be excited to see you more. Mm. And the more that we hold on tight and grip them and choke hold them, yeah. the, the more they will struggle to be free from us. And so really when by holding on, we're getting the results Hmm. opposite of what we're really hoping for. And you can go back to basics. If you do that to a little kid or a toddler, would you get that result of like happiness is the opposite because they get into those age, they want freedom. I have one. But when, like you said, when you release and you teach them to be independent because they want to be independent. So Mm -hmm. you see how they grow so fast and they learn so fast and they behave better. And sometimes moms, we just want to like hold on to them because there are babies and there are little ones not knowing that they're already ready. Yeah. yeah. And it's and hard for us to grasp that. Oh, so ready. Yes. So the encouragement is they will come back. Um, yeah. Just this week, Madison's away in school, but she was coming home to be a part of her first friend getting married. So that was a milestone. (laughs) We're entering. Yeah. And she's in another wedding in December. Not ready. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. But she, I was up here at the church Tuesday working, doing some things. And she popped up and surprised me and just like ran down the hall (laughs) to find me. And we literally just embraced. Like we hadn't seen each other. Like, and I saw her the night before, but (laughs) but she's been away. She had just gotten in town and we were talking to some of the other moms that are around who have youngers and they were like, oh, Maddie, you came up here to see your mom. And she's like, yeah, because I'm going, you know, I'm going away for a couple of days and I want to see her before I left. And she's like hugging me. And I'm just like, oh my God. It's like, I am literally <laughs> melting. Happy mama. And she said, because me and my mom are friends. And I was like, okay, wait, we're not friends just yet. But I don't <laughs> correct her. But I mean, the fact that yeah, she, she loves, and she she loves me and you. she intentionally came here before she was going mm-hmm. off with her girlfriends. Like, I didn't ask her to do that. Yeah. I, you know, I said my goodbyes the night before because I was leaving out early, but she made time in her schedule. So just know moms and not that I've done everything right. Let me just no, backtrack. No. But when we release and if we, we put them in God's hands, they do come back. So we're going to close up this episode. And just a reminder that, you know, there are so many seasons in all of our lives and there are going to be seasons of transition. There are going to be seasons when, We're doing a whole lot of things as moms, but the one thing that we know is there are no seasons that last forever. And God is in the midst of every single season Mm -hmm. that he allows us to be a part of. And what I want to say and leave us with is that keeping in mind that, as it says in Proverbs 31, her children will rise up and call her blessed. Mm -hmm. And that has been, you know, Kristen, as you shared What's one of your focuses as a mom? That has been one of my focuses. Yeah. And, you know, this week, Madison showing up out of nowhere was definitely just a picture for me that even in the times when I've had to be 
the mom that she is now blessing me. So moms, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you are encouraged through whatever season you are in. And I'm sure this won't be the last time that we talk about um, transitioning in different Mm -hmm. seasons of motherhood, because um, we actually have a grandmother at the table as well. You know, we can talk about that. (laughs) So moms, have a great day. Thank you for listening. And we're going to sign off for now. Here we go. Three. Bye. Bye.